0: Hi, I'm Hannah, and I'm Barbie, Hannah's mom, and we saved you you a spot. We saved you a spot. I saved you a spot. (laughs) We both did. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She's been really, okay, what are you going to say? No, I'm kicking it off. This is so, do we need to restart? No,
1: you be you, I'll be me. Okay, so. Hi, guys. Hello. We're very dysfunctional today. I'm so sorry. I'm Um, not. Mom, you took forever to get here. I wasn't even coming today. Well, you were, and then you weren't, and then you were. (laughs) So here's what happened. We are excited. We're gonna have the guest next week. Um, But this awesome guest runner can't give you more. Like I can't tell you more about who she is. She's cool. She's really cool. Um, Way cooler than us. But two of her four kids have strep, and so she wasn't able to make it today. And we were gonna do it tomorrow morning, but Casey was worried. that I might get strapped and then give it to him and give it to HB. And, and so- I think
0: Markay was worried
1: also. That oh, Markay would- was worried, but I listened yeah. to my husband. <laughs> okay. That sounded like very, like, domineering. But, I mean, I'm trying to honor him, you know? No, so anyway, good. it's just a podcast with my mother and I today. Um, but not just because we're pretty cool. Um, we're gonna, but we have a good topic. Yeah, we do have a good topic what today. What is it, Hannah? Uh, we're going to talk about how basically my mom and my relationship – became what it is today. Mothers and daughters. Yeah, mothers and daughters. And so dads, you can listen to because sometimes my husband tried to change our relationship. Yeah, and maybe it'll help people—fathers—I don't know what is happening. Am I having a stroke? What's happening? Anyway, um, I was going to say maybe it'll help fathers and husbands realize or understand, I should say. Mother and daughter relationships. Yeah. At least ours. I think we have—
0: Okay, so I'm the mother, so I get. I of course mother. I'm going to say I think we have a really great relationship. Well, I think we have a really great relationship. And the cool thing is, is you're 28 and I'm and you guys already She's know 62. my age. She's 62. Yeah, Wait, I'm not saying it you're anymore. You're 62, right? Yes. Okay. Still. Sorry, um, you said you were 62 way before you were 62. Are you well, having a hot flash? No, I'm not having, having a hot flash. But <laughs> you know, it's really cool when your kids. You grow up, they get old, they can pay their own bills, and they still like you. They don't need you for anything. They just like you. I do need you for emotional support. (laughs) You're pretty—I don't think you really do. No. I can handle it. But we are close, and I'm close with— Really close. Also with—I have—again, you know I I have two stepdaughters, Elizabeth and Victoria, and I'm very close with them as well. But it's a different kind of close because they have a lovely mother— And their relationship is different with their mom than with me, but we're still close. But Hannah and I, we've always had a very open relationship. It's been always very honest, very real. Um, Sorry, when you said open
1: relationship, that made me giggle. Oh, my (laughs) word. That's right. I'm not in that. Oh, my gosh, Mom. Okay, okay. so we have a very open relationship. And Mom can say a lot meaner things to me than she can to Victoria and Lizzie. Because it's honest and because I've always wanted what's good for you. Well, and you've always wondered what's good for them too, but it's um they didn't grow up in our house, and so sometimes it's a little too harsh for them.
0: And in some families, you know, they're more, which it's good to be courteous and polite. And like you said on a, f- um, a past podcast, you said how loving you and all your siblings were to each other, and you guys are all, all four of you are still very close. Right. And I think honesty helps that because if you, if you, pack things in and you keep them secret, I I don't think you can work through them, but you
1: can be kind working through them. Well, and I just made a note and I said that you can be harsh because you loved me so fiercely. I I did and do love you fiercely. I think, all right,
0: I'm going to go clear back to having lost a child to SIDS. Yeah. And that would have been 40 years ago Um, this month, I lost a child to crib death. And I always thought I'm going to do well in school. I'm going to have a good job. I'm going to have kids. And it's just going to happen because if you try hard, everything just happens. And then I lost Dominic Mm -hmm. and I realized you're not promised tomorrow. So it changed what kind of parent I was going to be. Mario and I are very close also. Yeah, and extremely honest. He's a very loyal...
1: Mara and I are sometimes too honest with you. <laughs> you guys are,
0: are very honest. But, like, I'm proud of... Of course, I'm proud of Victoria and Lizzie. But for the sake of this, because it is... My relationships are different with my biological children. Not my love, but our relationships. Right. Because you grew up in my house and we know how to read each other. Yeah. And... I was going to love my ch- children fiercely. I was going to enjoy every single day with you guys, mm-hmm. and and I was going to be and I was going to raise you. I wasn't going to have you. I remember the little neighbor girl used to always want to have you over. Yeah. And it's okay. She can come, and one time she was going to take you on vacation and she can come to our house. She can come to our house. I'm like, I I didn't have children to ship them off. I want them <laughs> at my house. You guys can come to our house. And we ended up being. Usually the house where all the neighbor kids came. Yeah, absolutely. And I was always thrilled. I always I knew if there was a happy
1: parent and food and they were wanted, they would want to come there. And- absolutely. And they did. And do you know some do you know a phrase I have that what? I've coined from you? What? I love you enough to have you hate me. It's true. Do you know how many times I heard that growing up? Well, but I wasn't allowed to say I hated you. I think I did like twice, but I never meant it. Well,
0: when you said it, I said, I don't care if you hate me, just don't say it to my face. Yeah. You you go in the other room because it was disrespectful. I Because I knew what you were feeling were emotions and you weren't happy with what I was telling you. Yeah. But I never— But it was always for my benefit.
1: Right. Even if I couldn't see it like at that teenage moment. Do you think it has a, affected the kind of parent you're going to be? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people say that, well, I'm going to do it this way because I hated how X, Y, and Z. And I look back now, and there might be a couple things that I changed, but very minuscule type things. Well,
0: do you know I, what I mean? Yes, I do. I do know what you mean. You, and, and, and you should always—I always want you kids to do better than I did. I know my
1: mistakes, and I want you to fix them. Right, but that's the thing is, like, with you, I, I, I feel like a lot of people— And it's opposite of what I think. I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to be completely opposite of what my parents did. And that makes me really sad that they have to feel that way. I'm not saying that they're not warranted because in a lot of cases it is warranted. But like with you, I think, how can I measure up? Mm, Like, and I hope you never, I don't want you to think, how can you measure up? Not comparison, but I mean like, wow, I want to be as good of a parent as my mom was because she was incredible and she did it all. Well, she gave it all. I, I. I hope, I hope I, when I leave this world,
0: I put it all on the table. I gave you everything I had to offer. And um, Grandma Jan, I mean, she's 85. Do you need to take a sip of your coffee? Maybe I do, because I just realized how important it is to me. Next to Jesus, Mm -hmm. and I, of course, I want to be a good wife to Daddy, but... Raising my kids fiercely with intensity and passion and love and purpose is a big deal to me. And you and you guys talked about me, I guess, at dad's birthday because I was out of town. Oh, yeah, I was on a cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know that you guys are going to talk about me when I die. And I know that— But you, funny stories, not yeah, like— Because I'm a lot. But—
1: but what, in a good way. <laughs> what kind
0: of parent wants to be a little? Oh, my mom's a little. I don't want to be the mom that's a little. I want to be the mom that's a lot. Like, I want to have the party. Like, your birthday parties were amazing. Yeah. They were fun. Every birthday party. And I wanted, you know, we started planning two months ahead. But I always tried to create things for you
1: guys to look forward to. Yeah. Well, so I just wrote this down. Okay. Wait. Um, you had a way of making everything special. And so... It it was hard that dad was gone, but you were almost mom and dad a lot of times and not not replacing dad. I'm not saying that at all. But you were so much that it made it hurt less that he was gone because you did so much to make up for it. And I think you compensated for it intentionally. But there were (laughs) so many holiday mornings, like silly holidays, not like, you know, Christmas or Easter. Mm -hmm. But there were so many holiday mornings that you just – went above and beyond to make them special. And you got up the hour or two hours extra to make sure that they were special. For instance, like on Valentine's Day, we'd have pink pancakes and pink milk and... You and um, those cheesy cutouts everywhere, and those cheesy cutouts everywhere. And also, you did my hair in those two. We, I had the two braids, and then from those two braids, we had we turned each of those two braids into four braids, and then we made little hearts out of them. Yeah, and then we put little, I forgot about that. I know, and then yeah. we put little um hearts inside like on the ponytail holders. Do you remember the little? I do
0: remember that, and I always got and it was cheap stuff. I. I mean, sometimes... You don't have to spend a lot. You don't have to spend a lot. But But I think... But it's those little things that make the impact, or green pancakes and green milk. But you guys, I will tell you, because everything about having children, I wasn't promised tomorrow. So when they're young, I just squeezed love and and tried to pour, like, information in them, like things that were important to me, good manners, like teaching your... um, Respectful to your grandparents, your your neighbors. Like, I remember one neighbor... um, you don't you can just call me my first name and it's like, oh no, my mama no, would it never. Was, it, who, who was it? Somebody I, don't say their first name, but they said you could just call them their first name and you said, Oh, my mama would
1: never allow that. I can't remember who it was, actually, but I do remember I said, I'm not allowed to. I, I can't do that. Yeah. But, um, Ray, so, but I I could call them Mr first name. Yeah, or Mr. so and so or Miss so and so or auntie
0: like really close people like mm-hmm. Aunt Lori. Yeah, Aunt Lori, it was always Aunt Lori. Yeah. And Nana was always Nana, which mm-hmm. is not your grandma, but she was Riley's grandma and to She's this day is. I call her Nana. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh but I think it's important to if you're going to be and I say strict and people hear strict and it's like, "Oh, you're you're ostracizing or you're you're suffocating and you're
1: No. I I was giving you, know, you the, direction. So I actually wrote down about that. Okay, in my what, notes do, you, that I what start, do you write? So I, I put um down, where is it? I put down freedom. because So here's the thing. I, you were strict. I wasn't allowed to date until I was 18, unless it was like a group date. And I think that started at 16. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't allowed to date. And like that was very strict. But it was for my own benefit, for purity and all that. Um, well, because your emotions start to run you when you're dating. Exactly. And you don't know what to do age, with them. But, yeah. My other freedom, I had so much more freedom in other ways that other kids didn't. For instance, I think the f- first week I got my license, I drove all the way down past Orlando to Dundee and back at 16 years old. Well, you had a cell
0: phone and you'd been driving for a while. And I thought one of my things as being a parent is because I had to say no so much. I mean, if I wasn't sure what I was going to say, I always led with no. Right. Because I can always rethink a no, but you can't really rethink a yes. Exactly. So if I,
1: and if, and I'm I told that to Casey when he asked me things. I said, I'm going to start out with no. It might change. But until I've really thought about it, it has to be no. Well, because kids don't like
0: if you say yes and then you revert to a no. Yeah. But they're thrilled if you say no.
1: And you can say, I might rethink this. Or sometimes you would start with a Maybe. And say, but I'm not sure yet, but maybe it gives too much hope. So you would typically start with no. I typically would start with no. And,
0: and I'm going to talk about letting you go to Dundee because okay. that was a long ways. And most parents, I mean, I know kids that are 18 years old that have never driven more than an hour away from home. And I just think, say yes when you can say yes. Yeah. And yeah, it was scary for me to let you drive through Orlando on I-4. That's a crazy road.
1: But I, And there was th- it was in the middle of summer because I turned 18- Or 18. I turned 16. Yeah. uh, And it was right before school started and it's in August and there's
0: tons of thunderstorms. Yeah. But your brother and sister-in-law were there and they're wonderful and you guys got to be adults. Adults. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I told you, stick in that lane no matter what. Don't change lanes. Don't let people push you. Flip your beer up if you have to. And you always said, they don't pay for your insurance. They don't pay your insurance. They don't pay your bills. Yeah. Just be safe. Yeah. And you had your cell phone and I said if you get scared, you just pull over, take a breath, call me. But it made you feel like you had some responsibility and some freedom. Yeah. But then when I said no. Now, the very the very
1: first day <laughs> you got your driver's <laughs> license, what happened, Hannah? Uh. So I had Anna and Gracie who were my good friends from high school. And they were just barely younger than me. They were in the grade below me, but they were only a few months younger than me. <laughs> right. Um and I was just so excited, but mom had said I wasn't allowed to have anyone in the car with me yet. Yep. And we drove to the gas station that was like a mile away. <laughs> and I drive by the gas station and because she I'm sees
0: me. and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I do a U-turn in my big F-150 pickup and uh-huh. I pull up behind Hannah. And the girls do not get back in the car. I just see them wave at me and they take off running. I said, run, go. (laughs) And and I'm like, girls, I can give you a ride home. That's okay, Miss Barbie. And they're just taking (laughs) off running. And Hannah looks at me. I'm sorry. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, you've lost your keys for today. Go ahead and bring the car on and home and I'll take you back days. to Anna's. Yeah, so you lost it and I explained to you I you know you're not allowed to have anybody in the car. Friends are Wait, a distraction. Did you, say you brought
1: me back to Anna's. You didn't bring me back to did Anna's. Did I bring you back to Anna's? No, I was
0: I was done with friends for the day. Oh, were you probably that's true. That, was that taken makes away. sense. I
1: I can't imagine rewarding bad <laughs> Which, behavior. Which honestly your punishments You know how some parents go way too extreme. Yeah, I do. And then some are way too you didn't over punish me because I think that when you ground someone for a month, that's ridiculous. Like unless they've done something. Now, there are instances where it's not ridiculous. Like I, I'm sure there are instances like that. But I never made anything quite so horrible that I would need a month grounding. Here's a fun fact for you, Hannah.
0: Some punishments also punish the parents. I was never interested in punishing myself.
1: That's so true. Wait, okay, wait. There was something I wrote down that I wanted wait, to talk about. Okay, but we have
0: to. I have to finish answering the question why I let you do that. So basically, oh, yeah. I tried to say yes as much as I could because there were going to be a lot of no's. I was never interested in being more your friend than your mother. Oh yeah. Now I love you, and I think we're fantastic friends now, but I will still be your mother when you need me to be your mother. Even yeah. even now, Grandma Jan is still my mother when I need her to be a mother. I want her to well, say but the, the tough things. The roles things. have
1: shifted. Yeah, tell like me. it's different. It's not like you're disciplining me now. Mm-mm. It's hey, I'm going to offer my sage wisdom, and whether you choose to follow it or not. Is up to you. Well, and I— Well, because— Okay. Sorry, at church, Pastor Zach actually talked about this, and maybe I'm skewing it, and that's not how he meant it. He goes, you're supposed to honor your mother and father your whole life, but it looks a little different when you're, you know, 25 and married. Yes. (laughs) And he's like— And it should. You honor them by listening to what they have to say, but if they're, you know, disrespecting your husband or disrespecting your wife— or trying to make your family's decisions for you, mm-hmm. that's not okay. He goes, you can allow them to say it to a point. He goes, but respect, honoring them and respecting them um, doesn't mean you know letting it encroach on your now family. You know that's so true, sweet. Which is so hard. Sweet
0: Casey had no idea the day he asked Dad and I if he could marry you in his little cute wrinkly shirt. um, No, no, he was adorable. It was clean, but (laughs) it um, was clean. (laughs) And I looked at this sweet young man, and I valued him, and I saw his character, and I thought he he will get it. The more and more that your children grow up, like little HB,
1: yeah, we
0: were giving him permission to have authority. And we were giving our blessing for him to have authority over you. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that don't believe in our Christian values don't see that. But Dad, I'm as independent and outspoken as they come. But at <laughs> the end, but at the end of the day, Dad has the responsibility
1: for our family, so Dad has the authority. Yeah, Casey and I have talked about that a lot because mm-hmm. you know, many women we're we are equal, like, but well, we have different roles. We do have different roles. And Casey talked about having the responsibility of our family and having to answer for the actions of our family, for me, for our children, Yeah, when he's in heaven someday. And how, he goes, don't, <laughs> you don't want that responsibility, do you? And I said, you know, I was like, well, sometimes, like, I just feel less important. And I said, but I guess you're right. I said, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and Casey actually makes it easy to have him as the authority figure of our family because he doesn't abuse it. He doesn't micromanage me. No, dad, dad doesn't he just this. Ha- Go ahead. He has final say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he lets me have like say a lot if he doesn't care about it. It's rare that Casey essentially uses the Trump card, <laughs> <laughs> but when he does, I listen without a fight because he uses it so sparingly and he only does it for the benefit of our families being as a whole.
0: And Casey, like your dad, and also I know some of you that aren't about the whole, we're more modern now. Hannah said Casey lets me. That's not really how that goes. Casey is respectful of Hannah's voice. Right. And, and not lets me. Because I, I know. I don't know how to explain I know it. who's in your life and I know who would pick up on that and be like, oh, no, you don't.
1: Yeah. And, and but, I know. But it's not that way. Like I, I could easily be like, you know. "Quote, screw you," but right. I, I wouldn't do that because of, you know, how somebody demands respect and somebody commands respect. Mm-hmm. Casey commands respect; he doesn't demand it for me. No, but he is so re- worthy of respect because of who he is. Exactly, it's easy to give. Well, and he
0: he listens to wisdom and your dad too. Okay, right. so your dad, there are things that I'm good at. We had a different walk in life, and like. Buying and selling houses, fixing up houses, money management. Right. Um, keeping the house clean, organizing the children, those are my gifts. Yeah. Now, going to the Navy and doing the things that your dad did, nobody would listen to me. When your dad starts to talk in a room, people listen. When I start to talk, it's like, hey, hey, over here. People, people listen to Dad, but all the things that I'm good at, mm-hmm. and he tells people, "That's my wife. That's my wife." He, he's always lifting me up. He, he not only um, respects the things that I'm good at and has the wisdom, but he gives me credit to other people. Yeah, I don't know if he's
1: manipulating me to do more or if he's lifting me up. No. Well, it, it's interesting that you say that. Um, so there's a lot of people that talk badly about their spouses behind Mm -hmm. their back. Mm -hmm. I might have something bad to say, but I'm not going to say it behind his back. I will say it to his face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think it's so cool that we have spouses that don't throw us under the bus. For instance, if there's something hard that I have to talk to Casey about and it's not my place to say something, he won't throw me under the bus.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And like, he'll agree with me. And... He'll say the hard stuff. And And that's so crazy because like I am so – I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I hate it. I hate hurting people's feelings. Yeah. And sometimes I lack – I don't know if it's the knowledge, the wisdom, the wherewithal of how to say things and all that. And he just has – it's amazing for somebody who doesn't talk a lot. Mm -hmm. He has the ability to say things gracefully that I wouldn't know how to or to craft it. In a certain way. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. And and dad, no, dad sometimes
0: won't say it as gracefully as I wish he would, but he'll say it and, and he'll, he'll take credit for he'll it. He'll get it out. He'll take credit for it. And it's been said. And he protects us with his words and his actions. Yeah. And then I can kind of smooth it over if if we need to smooth it over. Yeah. You know, I know he said it like this and it sounds kind of harsh, but really this is what he was getting at yes. or this is why. And, you and know, you know what, I try to lift him up
1: behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice that both of them are this way is they both go, I don't care if they hate me. Oh, yeah. Dad <laughs> doesn't care. Casey doesn't care. He's like, Okay. Whereas like you and I both like really care, and we're like, oh, we don't want to like be hurtful or all this. They are good protectors, mm-hmm. and and it's it's peaceful. But yeah. let's get we, back yeah, mother, we, mother
0: mother daughter mother sorry, daughter sorry sorry. sorry. So, um, <laughs> but, but that was my whole point. Is someday when your children get married, you'll realize you're giving you're giving that authority to someone else, and you're just praying because you want to. We want to back up that authority. Yeah, you know, because I how many times I've told you, you know, that's really for you and Casey to decide. You know, yeah. that's between well, you guys. Like Here's, if I
1: ask you your opinion or something, you're like, well, that's for you guys to decide. I'm like, oh no, no, I know, and we will, but we we wanted your opinion on or, it. And sometimes when I throw my opinion in there, I know this is
0: your guys' decision, but I just wanted to. I I was hoping you guys would consider this. Right. Um,
1: I want to say we, we we were talking about special things that you did. Okay. Growing, growing up, up. And I actually. There were a lot of special things that you did, like Warmy Toasties. I started doing that with HB, and he smiles, and he, like, does almost like a little squeal now. Okay. It's precious. I'll record
0: it if I can. Okay, please do. So, guys, this is something that uh, Hannah and I, I did it with all my kids. Actually, Uncle Bonnie started Warmy Toasties. Did Did you know that? When we were, let's see, Uncle Bonnie's four years older than me. So he would be six and I would be two about my first vision of a warmy toasty, but he'd hug you really tight and he'd go, Oh, warmy toasty, warmy toasty. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he'd give you a big squeeze at the end. <laughs> and little six year old Uncle Monty, now he would probably do it with, you know, like Emily or Dominic or somebody. Yeah. But um Uncle Monty's the one who started Warmy Toasties and all
1: my kids do warmy toasties. Yes, and, and all your your grandkids. grandbabies. Yeah. They and all know. I just gave it to HB, and it was so hard because he's so little, so my arms, like, uber wrap around him, and I go, Warmy Toasty, Warmy Toasty. (laughs) And they love the he loves it. Oh, yeah, and they're
0: really thrilled the the more animated you get.
1: Yeah. Oh, Emily loves them. She's obsessed. But what I was going to say about that is doing little special things that we remember. I watched a video, um, and it was really sweet. It's like—it said, um, controversial things that I do that I'm not sure that I'm supposed to. Right and it's like give my baby back scratches because maybe they have an itch and we don't know that they're having this itch and it was just like really sweet things and it's like kiss their little feet um and get like and this woman commented and she's like I the first memory I have of my mom is how before she would zip up my onesie every day mm-hmm. like when this person was like a baby or a very young toddler right was my mom kissing my feet every day before she would zip up my footie
0: onesie you, you don't know what age they remember, but this is something... And, and like I, angel kisses with you or butterfly kisses. Butterfly kisses, angel kisses, Eskimo kisses, all of those. Yeah. We, I, we tried to create how many kisses. How many things can you make up to do with your kids that are only... Our family does this. Our family does that. Traditions. The more traditions you can create, like... You you take them to your family and it's like our family. And it's like, oh, it's this day. Like every Friday night, you could have a sleepover friend if you wanted, usually. I remember that, yeah. And we usually had pizza and a movie Friday and Saturday night. Saturday morning was chores. <laughs> Saturday morning was chores. And you just kind of knew Saturday morning was chores. And if there was an activity, you, you might get up earlier or do it when you get home. But I always believed, you know, we're a family. You're part of this family and we... Take care of our home together, mm-hmm. and trying to create. You know, like I remember, honey, you weren't so great at some of your chores at first. I got a lot better. You got a lot better, but remember taking pride, like um, raking. And I wanted it was hard because
1: everything was so wet.
0: Everything was wet in Washington. That was a lot of it. So what? But I always had goals, secret goals. I wanted you to learn. The well, sense it, of reward and, and pride in a, in a job well done. Right,
1: and after the chores were done, well. Done well. Done well.
0: Because <laughs> we, I'd make
1: you go do it again if you didn't do it well. It was another fun night. We could go to Blockbuster and rent movies and get popcorn, and it was a blast or go to the drive-in.
0: Yeah, I, I tried to cram. I I have a saying, I'll sleep when I die. And, I say that
1: a lot. I, I and say that. I also used to say you used to say only boring people get bored.
0: Yeah. What is this? I'm bored. Yeah. Lord have mercy. I can think of a million things to do. Come over here. Let's make a list. Yeah. And I there's so much to do. And if we were bored in the driving in the car, this whole telephone thing in the car or looking at screen time, we played games. We did math problems. We did stories. I like Remember-
1: hypotheticals too.
0: Oh yeah. The stories. Remember was fun. the stories? We would start a story. With one word. With one word. Or or sometimes a phrase. Once upon a time I went on a walk and I saw this giant tree and hanging down from it was
1: And then I would say a giant spider but not just any giant spider it was the size of a dinner plate and it had red fangs and blue eyes <laughs> and all of a
0: sudden i saw be- underneath the tree this little child and he was scrunched back in the bushes
1: but it wasn't just a small child it was a baby okay and it was a moses basket
0: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it was a moses you guys basket. get the idea yeah.
1: but it we would
0: do all these kind of things i wanted to continue the story I know, I know. It's kind of fun. <laughs> You're doing really well. But this is what we started doing when we were really young or we'd tell fairy tales and we put family members in and we would trade them. But it's like, what can you do to build specialness within your family and within your neighbor kids? Um, like I was able to go for Emily's wedding. Mm-hmm. Tanner, I only sent um, a check. I couldn't make it for Tanner's. Um, I made it for Kara's wedding. I made it for Riley's wedding. I, I tried and I'm making it back. Carson's a little boy that I, because we live 3,000 miles from where a lot of our special little kids and where we grew up. But I try to go back because it's not just your kids. It's how can you bless your community? How can you love your community? How can you – I think that's part of – because you were always proud. It's like, my mom's here, and all your friends. Hannah, Hannah, your mom's here. And it's still like that to this day, even at work. Yeah, and I always had a special perfume that all the kids, they recognized the smell, Yeah, and I I would have treats like – I always had treats, not just for my kids, but, oh, here, here, take this. Here, I got extra. Yeah. And what can you do to be a blessing? What can you do to be special? Yeah. What What can I do to include your friends? And also, here's something about birthday parties. You want to draw in, or activities at your house, you want to either, A, draw in the kids that you hope your children will play with because... Those children are making good choices. Those mm-hmm. parents help their children make good choices. But if there's a child that's not making good choices and you want to include them and be a blessing to them, have them to your house so you can help them with their lives in making good choices. Or if they feel lonely or or sad, how you can be a blessing to them.
1: You know what I found interesting? And I I think it just kind of dawned on me because I was What's? thinking back to the kids at school. Um, growing up, and I felt like there was a direct correlation between parents' involvement. And, and looking forward now? Yeah, and even their behavior in school. Oh,
0: okay. So, you know, I'm a big one-liner. I called it pay now or pay later.
1: Yeah. And and I know— But not, not just being present, but— not, not just being there with them, but being present. And I I do know some sweet, wonderful parents.
0: And someday it'll all work out. I, I Please know, whoever's listening, that they really heavily invested in their kids, and their kids might be on a bad track right now. Oh, it happens. God sees you, and it happens. And and, and God was the perfect Heavenly Father, and, and we all still had choices. So please know. And I didn't always make amazing
1: choices. <laughs> no, no.
0: We've all done that. So please know we're still praying for you. We're there for you. And that doesn't mean you weren't a good parent.
1: Oh yeah, that's not what I was saying. I just—it's by the way—it's nobody that would listen to this even.
0: Right, but I just—I want to make sure that you know there are parents out there that really have invested heavily in their kids.
1: Oh, absolutely. This is not the exception. Yeah, this is the rule. Because there's a lot of exceptions. Yeah,
0: but I think it—I think it does help kids. Um, one of the other one-liners is success breeds success. People would be like, just let them fall, just let them fall. And I'm like, my belief has always been, yeah, let them do it on their own. Let them do the hard work. But success breeds success. Help them feel and taste success. Yeah. And they won't like the way failure tastes.
1: Sometimes failure is necessary. Sure. I I will absolutely say that. I agree. Because sometimes you won't learn unless you fail. No. and I just want it to taste icky. Yeah, absolutely. I,
0: I wanted it to feel icky when you failed so that you knew, next time put in the work.
1: Yeah. Um, I, re- I did—I wrote down this. I huh. wrote down seven touches a day because we were talking about Warmy Toasties and butterfly kisses and um, Eskimo kisses and all that. Was that a Dobson thing, James Dobson? I don't remember, but I Swindoll remember you learning Dobson? it when I was like—I think I was like 11 years old. And mm-hmm. you were talking about how to have like a, a well-rounded child that is like psychologically well mm-hmm. um, and emotionally well and all of that, that a child— and no, I don't think it was just a child. Though. No, I think anyone, it was a human a humans needed seven touches, touches a, a day. day. And, and it wasn't like a like a high five. It was like meaningful touches and not sexual, but meaningful connections. Yeah. And it's hard because as an adult, I don't feel like I get that a lot.
0: Um, you have to be purposeful like daddy. I mean, we're mm-hmm. old. We've been married 31 years. And, this, and he thinks I'm silly. Hannah, I am such a goof. I'm not this, oh, hi, baby, how are you? That is not <laughs> me. It's like I woke up this morning and I saw Daddy and he was already looking at his phone. Yeah. And I'm like, good morning, how are you? And I go and I give him a hug and I'm laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I have to get up. And I'll be like, I'll move the covers and I'll be like, oh. Woo, <laughs> you know. but Did but, he toot? Is that what you are implying? <laughs> but, but we have so much fun. And, you know, and then he might, I might be brushing my teeth and he'll give me a hug or he'll, you know, give me a kiss the top of my head. But you do, adults need it. Old
1: people need it. Yeah. Kids need it. That's, and that's what, something like, I'm not trying to, with HB, I'm not just meeting his basic needs. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't always just need to, lay away from me when he sleeps do you know what I mean no sn- snuggle like and- snuggling is necessary I'm not saying co-sleeping because sometimes you're so exhausted as a new parent that it can be dangerous but it, yeah it, but but like snuggling and taking little naps and things like that and just like rubbing their back or I, I give a lot of forehead kisses <laughs> and um, a lot of a lot of squeezes and I kiss his little feet and they're Honestly, kind of stinky sometimes. That's okay. But, um, but
0: seven touches a day, physical yeah. touch is important to kids. And it all kind of, it comes together. Yeah. If And you guys used to say what a great parent I was. And I said, Mom, how were you such a great parent? And I said, I wasn't. I said, I just got up every single day and I tried
1: again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's another thing. You always, how do I explain this? You encouraged honesty. You, mm. it was hard, but because I was terrified of you because you're strict, you know? I, I tried to reward you, like, let you know. You know, I would have found out because— But I'm you, happy that you told me instead of keeping it from me because I would have found out either way. And and I might tell you, here's how this could have turned out for you. And you might still punish me. Because mm-hmm. there needs but, to be—but it's not punishment. It's a consequence. Yeah, but the consequence would be less than if you found it out from somebody else. For instance, when I got that—I t- uh, didn't get the ticket, but I did get pulled over mm-hmm. in high school for going 62 and a 45. Yup. And yep. how'd that turn out? <laughs> I called you—I think I was crying. Oh, you were sobbing, and you had a modeling job to go to. I did. It was my first day, and uh-huh. I was so excited, but I had failed the test that day. I had left my phone at home, so I had to go home, which I didn't live far from the high school, but I had to go home, get my phone. Especially not at 62 miles an hour. I was passing this slug bug that, that <laughs> had cut me off, which yeah. is not good. I deserved to be pulled over, but I was terrified, and I was like, I don't want to lose my insurance and I don't want my license to get suspended. And he's like, are you okay to drive? <laughs> anyway, but I told you right away. And then the next day he came into the school office and you happened to be volunteering. That it, was, day. it was so good that you told me because if you hadn't told me, because you didn't get a ticket. So
0: I might not have ever found out. Yeah. But I'm working volunteering in the high school office. This is something else. I was always volunteering because mm-hmm. I wanted to know the people that were around my children. Right. Not only to be helpful and do my part, but I wanted to know who's around my kids. Yeah, and so shout out I, to Deputy Schiffer, by the yeah, way, Deputy Schiffer, if you're listening. Um, but he comes in the office and he's like, "Hey, hi, Mrs. Guile. I'm just there's a child yesterday, and um, her name's Hannah. And I pulled she her has blonde over, hair, blonde, blonde hair. hair. She's got bangs because bangs were your trademark. Yeah, and I pulled her over last night. And I'm really worried. I let her go, and I may, I'm kind of worried about her." And I looked at him and I started laughing. He's like, do you know her? And I am like, officer, that is my daughter. And he's like, oh, well, I don't want to talk in front of everybody. And so he took me in the back and he said, just like, I'm so sorry. He said she was just sobbing. And I realized I probably should have made sure she was more calmed down before I let her go. And
1: I mean, he asked me if I was okay to drive. I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so
0: the point was I I did. But I, he, wait, he was call, he
1: was coming to the school to check on me.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I found out. I'm like, she's fine. Thank you so much. I'll let her know. You can talk to her if you want. Because I was that kid she's... that
1: only went to the principal's office if I had done something good. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> Matter
0: of fact, a fun fact, um, when you were a freshman in high school, we were going to North Mason, and there was a boy that asked you to the junior-senior prom. Do you remember? and he I remember, Caleb? He, yeah. And he, oh. he brought you flowers, I think, and you got called to the office. I was terrified. Or was I terrified? Or did I say, like, what are you guys ooing for? I don't know. But you came to the office. And the coolest thing ever is he invited you to prom. He has all these flowers for you. And you're like, I have to ask my mom. I did say that. I remember that. Because one of my girlfriends worked in that office. See, you got to work in the office, guys. Yeah. Because um, she's like... Hannah was so sweet. You would have been so proud of her because she
1: she felt special. But she said, I have to check with I was, my mom. I was so delighted. I was like, this is so kind. This yeah. is awesome. Um, I was like, he's like, will you go to prom with me? And I was like, I have to ask my mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that made me proud. Yeah. But that's another thing because the mom the mom packs – they're mm-hmm. great. You know, we talk. We help lift up each other's kids. We look. It'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to be there. Don't worry. I'll keep an eye on on so and so. Make Absolutely. sure everything's okay. And I'll run interference if you need to. Because it's hard. Kids want to do the right thing. They want to feel safe. They don't want to have that icky pit in their stomach. Mm-hmm. But sometimes saying no to peer pressure is hard. But if parents are running interference and providing a better option, yeah, like I had girlfriends when you were in high school. Here um, in Pontevedra and at North Mason, I had girlfriends that were cool Christian, neat moms, you know. And I know all of you aren't. You hear Christian, Christian, Christian. Maybe that's not your walk, but ladies in your life and and fathers as well that make the kind of decisions that you would hope they would encourage your children to make. So there was a time when you might not want to talk to me, but you were going over to Miss
1: Tiffany's house, for example, or mm-hmm. Miss Diana's house. I remember one time Miss Diana goes, hey, your mom said I could spank you if I needed to. And I was like, oh. and I was heartbroken. Yeah. No, no I, I was in the wrong 100%. I don't even remember what was happening. We just roughhoused all yeah. the time. Yeah. But I was like, not, not. Wor- it was the emotional sadness that yeah. came with it. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, 100%. And, and so... If you're going to, say,
0: sporting events or different school events, yeah. stay off your phone. Don't kill the time on your f- scrolling through Facebook. Make friends with that mom next to you to the center on the soccer team because yeah. you're going to be friends through, you know, hopefully you get to stay at the same school. I didn't always get to do that, so I had to gear up real fast every time I moved. Yep. But you, you love on their kids. You look out for their kids. You provide—like, we were always the— you, you provide the safe place. You pro- you run interference for their kids. Yeah. You help their kids make good decisions. We were always the after-prom, after-homecoming house. We were. And, you know, we had lots of food. We'd try to stay out of your direct space. But, like, for me— the But there t- was, like, no closed doors, nothing
1: like that. Yeah. Except for when I got older and it, there wasn't friends over, but I would close my door to go to sleep because it would be— more peaceful. Because <laughs> I walk like an elephant. Well, and because you would have lots of lights on. And, right. And it was a whole thing. Um, I wrote down, too, this is something that I thought was really cool. Oh. Um, and it wasn't—it didn't always happen huh. uh, with, like, friends that I had and stuff. But for me, you were safe because no matter what, I knew that you were accessible. And I wrote down, never too late to call, text, talk, or communicate. Oh. And I, do you remember that one time I had—this um, was actually—I think. I wasn't. I wasn't married yet. It, I was engaged to Casey, but I had. I was really sick, mm-hmm. and I had that allergic reaction to that antibiotic. Oh, there's a picture of that on your Facebook. And your whole face was just swollen and red, and your eyes were closing. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. Call, I didn't call you guys because I didn't want to wake you up, but I stopped by the house because I was going to wake one of you up, but I didn't want to wake both of you up. And I just walked in because I wasn't living with you. I had my own condo.
0: Right, but all the kids, even our adult kids, all have keys to our house. Exactly, so it, and it doesn't matter if they're our stepchildren or our biological children. Everybody
1: is our kids, mm-hmm. and they all have keys. And Dad rushed me. To, it was during COVID, and Dad rushed me into the emergency room because I like my blood pressure was super high. You were having an, an allergic? Yeah, you were having a reaction. But, exactly, and but- so there was. I loved that. Like, and there were times in college I had to call you in the middle of the night and. You had to call me in the middle of the night. Um, We had some hiccups in college. I did, but it was great because you were always there for me no matter what. And I think you finally got
0: the message. Your friends, because you had a lot of money at one point. You had $22,000 in your savings account. Yeah. And some of your friends, they're not really in your life anymore, not these particular friends, but they're like, Hannah, you just move out. You had... Lots of you money. have plenty of money
1: for rent. Just, just move out. And meanwhile, I, I didn't have a job that paid well. I w- like, I didn't have a full time job. I was it, like serving.
0: Yeah, and you listened to me, and I said, Hannah, you will have such a that decision is going to have such a long term effect on you. You can move out. I, it is your choice. It is your money. It is your choice. It is your money. But you will have such a hard time making that money back. And you made a good decision.
1: I listened to you, and it was the best decision I could have made.
0: Well, yes, it was. And and two, because there are people in your life that just want immediate gratification to have the fun friend, the cute friend, whatever. And But I would never. You have parents that will always look out for the long term. What's good for you? I care about you. Grandpa Elmer used to say this. He said, there's a lot of people that listen to other people, but you got to listen to the right people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: he'd be like, he'd be talking about somebody. So-and-so listens. They just don't listen to the right people.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And, and you had tried and true. Uh you had a good you had a good uh track record. So you were good to listen to. Yeah. I also I wrote down Thank about you. all of our road trips. We okay, took Okay, this so was a fun.
0: Yeah, many we did.
1: Road trips.
0: Starting at when was our first road trip, Hannah? Well, I mean we did it fr- I mean we've done it since I can remember. I think we have done it. Like we used to when Daddy cuz Most of you know that Hannah's dad went out to sea a lot. And out of 33 years in the military, he was at sea 22 years. Yeah. So, um, guys, mind you, I've only been alive 28 years and he's been retired for like five. Yeah. So you're finally getting to know your dad a little (laughs) better. But I refused to be sad and at home and alone. I I refused. It's like make your joy, make your fun. So, for example, in San Diego, I would pick you up from school and oh, I and I loved I, that. I, okay, I, I always got, had jobs. First of all, I always tried to have jobs that were flexible, and would work with my kids. Yeah. No, I would
1: have to go to after school programs sometimes. Yeah, but that would,
0: wasn't bad. I think it was called ASAP there. Yeah, I think after it was. school care. And um, they were they were pretty neat. But um, first of all, I take you to school. And one of the fun things—do you remember
1: this game I made up? Was it about the kisses? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, mom, she would put a kiss in her hand, she would go, and then she would h- cup her hand around these, this invisible kiss. And she, before she would hand it to me, she would say, okay, this kiss has rainbows and butterflies and chocolate and strawberry syrup. And it's just for you. Okay. Put it in your pocket. And she would hand it, pretend. And, and hand it's it to all me. just
0: dumb, silly, fun <laughs> stuff, but whatever you can do to, it, it just makes the world a little better place. Yeah. And, um, also along that same venue is at nighttime, if they were having a hard time go to sleep,
1: we'd pray. And we, make up a dream. We we would make up a dream. But we would also hang up like book covers. Uh, In my bunk bed. Yeah. I had a bunk bed. Um, Technically, it's Mario's. But nothing's ever mine because I was the last kid. That's what happens when you're um, the last one. But I had Mario's bunk bed and it had these little bars across as support for the top bunk. But I would use those bars because I had... I had a lot of bad dreams. I learned about the rapture far too young. I'm sorry. Um, no, I didn't. It, it was just I heard a very like hellfire and brimstone message. Yes. And I had nightmares about it for like six months straight. Like that's not an exaggeration. I think I took you to Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. What's that, that? that?
0: It's It was a performance at church and it was about the rapture.
1: I don't know, but it was terrifying. And I'm not saying you shouldn't teach your kids about that, but I, the way it was taught was just so so scary and so i had nightmares for months and so in the middle of the night because i was waking mom up every single night like i was just terrified Mm -hmm. because i would have a bad dream every night that i was like left behind and and so or or something so i would get a, a a nice cute little like storybook um and i would open it to a happy page and i would have it up there on the little beam above me so when i woke up i saw happy things
0: oh and that's something else guys um guys i'm sorry um i from the Northwest, everybody's guys, 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 um, books are so cheap. We were best friends with scholastic books at school, but now one of the cool things with Facebook, I always get boxes of books is everybody does this, um, this purge, whatever community you live in. For example, we have knock purge where I live. It means everything that you're putting out has to be free. And moms are always putting out boxes of books. -hmm. And I always have fresh new books. Yeah. And for the grandkids, like I have a huge cupboard of nothing but brand new
1: books. Do you know my favorite? One of my favorite books from when I was younger, and it it was a book of poetry. It was Shel Silverstein, "Where the Sidewalk Ends." I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was was so good. That was a good one. Um, Well, and and I always read to you guys. That's something. And even I was reading. Emily was throwing a fit the other night, and she wanted to be with her mom, but her mom needed to do some stuff. And I just scooped her up, and I'm like, pick a book. And she wouldn't pick a book. I'm like, okay, I'll grab this book. And I just took her, and I sat her on the couch, and I held her with one hand, and I said I loved her. And I started reading the book and flipping the pages. She calmed right down, and all the other kids came. Mm -hmm. And so I always read to you from the time I was pregnant with you till, goodness I probably still would read to you if, if you were home. Like, d- Dad, I like reading. I, I'd read Pe- People magazine to Dad. But, you know, we started to say later what
1: we did after school. We were talking about— Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. So, for instance— In our road we, trips, too, When we lived in San Diego, um, I would get off school. Mom would have me—well, okay, this it would be in a different order sometimes, but homework— was always done before fun. But there was this little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant that we would go to all the time. It's the same place that we were in a shooting at, but we would always go there um, or something similar. But it was right. always Mexican food because we lived in San Diego and oh, it was best the best food. Mexican yes, food. sure was. Um, their cream, their um, sour cream was crema and it's like a really thin sour cream. And you like horchata? And I love horchata. <laughs> Mind you, horchata is just filled with sugar, um, but it's so good. Anyway, but I would always get either a fish burrito, um, a carne asada burrito, or there was one cheese quesadilla I really liked and I don't know why, but there was, I cannot find this anywhere, mom. Um, but the food that we got, it like as like a appetizer, it was free though. It was pickled carrots, pickled jalapenos and pickled onions. Do you remember that? That's a, that's a
0: traditional Mexican thing. And I don't know what, I
1: think it's specific to that
0: kind of area. Maybe if anybody's listening from, especially from um, the Mexican culture,
1: the, the carrots and the, the different pickled carrots, um, pickled carrots, pickled onions and pickled, um, jalapenos and maybe radishes too.
0: Okay. But, but it's pickled and we don't know what it's called and we really miss it. It was, it was fantastic. It was a love hate relationship. Oh, yeah, because it would
1: make me feel sick, but I loved how it tasted. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. and and But then we would do that. I would go do my homework, um, and some days I had gymna- gymnastics. Some days I had piano, and I would go do my homework. I would either practice piano if I had piano to practice. Well, that was every day, so I'd practice piano. Um, and then when I was done with all that stuff, we would go to the pool.
0: Yeah. It, we we would always do fun things. So we'd go to the pool. And this is another thing, because as much as I wanted to be a fun mom, I wanted Hannah to learn – to do well in school and how important it was. Um, We got up early in the morning. We never left our house messy. And that was whether all four kids were home or it was just Hannah and I. Uh, It's like getting up no matter what to me sucks. Sorry. I'm not a morning person. I am a nighttime person. I keep on snoozing my
1: alarm and I have to stop.
0: And like if you take a bath, clean the tub. Yeah. Put the clothes in the dirty clothes. Get alone. Like even, it didn't matter if I had four kids At home and and Zane, or if it was just Hannah and I. I did a load of lights and darks every day because I hate putting away clothes. Yeah. And I never threw them on the couch because (laughs) who wants to fold wrinkled clothes? Yeah. I would just—I'd hear it, and maybe I'd turn on a fun talk show on the radio or something on TV to listen to, to entertain myself, but I just got the clothes done. Here, go put these away. Go put these away. Make your bed. Hannah, did you make your bed? Because— In life, we move so fast that I would rather keep up than catch up. It is easier to keep up with your house and your car than it is to catch up. Yeah. So I was trying to teach those things because it'll make—especially like Hannah and Casey want to have four kids. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know if that's still your plan, but— No, we do. But— I, I didn't want to clean house after school. I didn't want to clean house on the weekends. Yeah. I wanted to play. And if I kept up, then that Saturday morning it's like, okay, this is a project item we're getting done. Um Yeah. There was something I was gonna tell you just now. Okay. Think of it. Oh shoot. Well, um, I'll
1: talk about some of the other fun stuff. Like I would oh, look I remember. Okay, okay, tell me what. I don't know why I thought of this just now. Okay. Is it bad? N- no, it's good. Oh, okay. Um, I hear a lot of parents, like, there's a lot of whiny kids, like, really whiny, like, crying all the time. Why? I don't know. But, there are. but here's the thing. I it's don't think fun. I ever did that. Um, I, I didn't allow it. But here's the thing. Like, if I was truly crying, but I think I only ever real cried, I don't think I really— And maybe it's because you nipped it in the bud from such a young age, but I, it makes me sad. I hear— a lot of parents being like, stop crying or like, you're fine. Stop crying, you know? But also I think it's because like a lot of kids are fake crying. Do you know what I'm talking about? I,
0: I would call that manipulating. Yeah. And I was never interested in being manipulated. No, there's real things. So please know we're always talking about the rule, not the exception. If you were really crying, what's wrong? How can we well, fix it? And that's
1: it? what I'm saying. I'm, like, I, I always felt validated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, mom, I don't feel like she ever said that to me. But I also don't think I was allowed to just... I, I taught you. You I taught was, me from such a young age. I was
0: not allowed to cry. Yeah. Now I was Which allowed. Which I think is wrong. If, but I was allowed to cry if I was hurt. Right. That's what I'm saying. But not to be a hypochondriac, not to be a whiner. Yeah. If if you want something to cry about, I'll give you something to cry about. Exactly. That was Grandpa Elmer. <laughs> I remember that, friend. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I just, I thought, because I see that whining as manipulating. Do you need attention? And I know... Because I have the four of you, I had one child in particular that had a lot of tummy aches. And it's like, does your tummy really hurt or do you need attention? If you need attention, tell me, mom, I need attention. Yeah. Or mom, I want attention. But I need you to be honest if you actually have a wrist hurting, a tummy ache. Right. If you're always saying you have a tummy ache because you want attention, then if your tummy really hurts. Exactly. I I won't know.
1: Yeah. So, no. I don't know. I thought that was good. Also, summers at Grandma and Grandpa's when because Dad was out of town. It was great.
0: Okay, we're going to talk about that. But wait, we're not done with San Diego because I have a vision. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. No, because we used to— Social media coming really helped find thing even more things to do because I used to have to really look for them whenever we would move. Yeah. But like, remember we would go hiking, like we would go to Lake Marina and go hiking um, or we'd go to La Jolla. I loved going to La Jolla and finding the big seaweed with the big like seaweed balls. Yeah. And, and I would try to plan things on the weekend, like, okay, we're going to go on an A balloon ride, a hot air balloon ride. I remember that. I would try to save up because we weren't rich by any means. But I would try to save up money for adventures.
1: Yeah. I I don't care about stuff, but I care about adventures with you guys. Julie. Julian. Julian. Mm -hmm. And it was like kind of an old timey town. And it was so fun. Or in Seattle, we would take tours or we would go. We went to the Nutcracker a few times. Yeah. Did I ever take swimming lessons? I remember swimming at a a pool, but I don't think I took swimming lessons. Uh. I don't know if you did.
0: I don't think I did. I we think I, get HB I baby swimming lessons.
1: Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah. We
0: you always had a pool, so I don't think you needed to. Yeah. Well, and,
1: uh, Mario and Dad taught me how to swim when I was really we I probably think I was just like four.
0: They probably just threw you back and forth till you could swim. Yeah. And you would do the breaststroke or the dog paddle. Yeah. But um, I, I
1: was always a big fan of the dog paddle. Do you yeah. know why? Why? Because then I didn't have to take my arms out and get cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but. Okay. Yeah. So what what other things? Because we are close and at some point I want to talk to about me being a helicopter mom. Because you know, I you know can talk that, about that now because we don't have a lot of time. Okay, well we'll talk about grandma and grandpas too. But one of the things is I got accused of being a helicopter mom. Often. Often. But and, it was also where we lived. Yeah. And I just thought I don't get that. I care about my kids. I want to be it. wasn't like they were letting me be
1: fragile. Fragile.
0: No. And I I, I mean a helicopter mom, I wasn't doing your work for you. I was giving you resources. Um, I wanted you to make good choices. Yeah. And I I just think be careful. My advice to other moms would be be careful when you hear people accuse you of being a helicopter mom because the one time that I listened to somebody say that, I wish I hadn't have. Right. And I'll just leave that there. Um, because your intuition as a mother, your relationship with your child, yeah, I, I think it's a big deal. And I tried to do things like whatever age you were, I wanted you to be that age. When you yeah, were five, I, remember that. I wanted you to be five. And I also, like, you had long hair. I always braided your hair. You'd be like, I don't want to braid. I that. And I would tell you, no, you're gonna have a braid because it tells everybody it makes at you school. Loved. You look loved because I wanted everybody to know. And the reason, one of the reasons I always went to all the school functions, yes, I wanted to know the parents and the kids and what was going on. But I also wanted, for me, I wanted to know, I wanted everybody at school to know this is a child that has somebody that cares. Yeah. And not that every teacher doesn't care about every child. I just know how swamped they are. So yeah. subconsciously, I wanted everybody to know this is Hannah Guile and her mom really cares. Exactly. And I wanted to be approachable. Like if Hannah's doing something naughty. Like I remember want-
1: when I would take trinkets to class and yeah. Mr.
0: Shanky was like, hey, this is got to stop. Can, can she just bring a regular pencil to class, not one with a bobbing bird on top? Yeah. It was helpful to me.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: I so I wanted all the teachers to know, I, I can talk to Barbie. She wa- she cares. She'll support me. And
1: um, your style of parenting was much more common when we moved to Panavidra Yeah. But also you see the success of the kids well, that went to Panavidra Yeah. And 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 I think I, there's a direct correlation between involved parents in parents that aren't as involved.
0: Well, and and it's hard and and I'm going to repeat because I've been a single parent also. That's a very hard and a very different walk. And I I passed on a lot of sleep as a single parent. Oh yeah. But I still and I was thankful for friends and grandparents that oh, yeah, it takes a village in. like it, they say. It takes a village and like grandma and grandpa would help a lot with say some of Mario's activities getting him to sp- I might be there halfway through, but grandma, grandpa might get him there. And I would try to say thank you because I was never a taker. Yeah. And I would try. And you would do chores for them. Chores for them. I'd try to mow lawns or wash cars or vacuum. Yeah. You know, you blessed me. How can I bless you? Yeah. No, you were
1: great about that, mom. Absolutely. Well, I tried. So grandma and grandpa, tell me. You were going to tell me about summers (laughs) at grandma and grandpa's. Yeah. So mom was working at the bank often and... During the summer, since I was off of school, she would drive me there on a Monday, Mm -hmm. and she would come, and you would typically, unless you couldn't, but you would typically stay the night there, Mm -hmm. Um, and you would just, because it was, I thought, Shelton was about halfway between Belfair and Tenino. It was about halfway, and it depends what I had going on with
0: Mario or the girls. well, but.
1: This is when they were
0: graduating. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're ten they're most of them between eight and ten years older than me. Right. You. This is true.
1: Um, and so well, yeah, because I'm talking about when I was eight. So okay. Lizzie was sixteen, so she had two years left, but she also didn't live with us. So this is just the majority of I would just get her as often as I could. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um but you would drive us to grandma and grandpa's and I would get to be with them during the day. Uh, and you would be working in Shelton and I would tell Grandma make sure she does some work yeah but grandma would spoil me as grandparents should and yeah. she she would let me have sourdough bread which I loved um, but I would get to go tinker with grandpa in the garage or help him with cars or just run around on the property and make forts and oh go my in the gosh. Barn. Do and I would find mice.
0: Yes. Yeah. Grandpa had a barn. I'm going to tell a story about grandpa and you, because you used to help grandpa butcher when he, it was deer season. Do you remember, was this for you or Mario, that grandpa made the skeleton Me. out of... Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and so, he put like the
0: railroad conductor hat on it? Yeah. My dad was a hoot. He... um, It was Halloween and he'd had a deer and he would butchered the deer and he had all these bones. And he wanted to entertain my kids. So he... Wired the bones together to look like a real skeleton and he put a hat and army boots and he hung it from a tree and he put some kind of a, he ran a cord. This is before great solar lights. He ran a cord with a floodlight shining up at the skeleton that he'd made in the tree for Halloween because they Mm -hmm. lived out in the boonies and he might've had a pumpkin up on a post or something because they had a log house. And he had this skeleton he to entertain you kids. He worked so hard on that, and he was so proud of himself. I don't even know
1: how he got it all together.
0: No, and then he got a big ladder and put it up in the tree, and I'm like, Dad, what have you done? And he was so proud of himself.
1: Didn't somebody call <laughs> about it, though? Somebody called the police,
0: and the police drove slow, and they got such a hoot out of it.
1: Yeah. Did I tell the story about me picking all the apples off of Grandma's tree? You did tell that. Yes. Gosh. Okay, well, we should wrap it up. Okay, so at the end of this, now <laughs> now that you're old
0: and I'm older, because um, <laughs> you're not old, Mom, yeah. um, I <laughs> made lots of mistakes, and but, we just loved each other fiercely and forgave each other. Is yeah. that it? Is that
1: what we did? You know, you taught me to never go to bed angry. <gasps> no. Um, never go to bed I, angry. I hear some people that say that that's malarkey. As Joe Biden would say, no. But I, I disagree. I think you can have a disagreement, but never go to bed mad at each other. Yeah, because it's not, it's not healthy. And I, I personally now I don't know if this is good, but now as an adult I can't go to bed or to sleep if, if I know that somebody I care about. And I are in in a fight. No, and sometimes Dad
0: makes me hug him. Just hug me, and I'm like, I don't want to hug. Casey makes me hug
1: Hannah, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. (laughs) No, and I'll all. But I will
0: be before we go to bed. He'll hug me, and I'll make my arms just flat. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, Are you gonna hug me back? I'm not ready. And he'll be like, okay. And then finally <laughs> I'll give him a little pat-pat and I'll, and I'll think, okay, I feel a little better. But, <laughs> but with, my, with you kids, I would go in and I would hug you and I would, and I, and sometimes you would cry, not because you were sad, but because you were angry. And <laughs> I would be like, I know you're upset. I love you. Yeah. you. You may not agree with me now, but know that I love you. I do remember that. And, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so
1: next- Was it never let the sun go down on your wrath? The, that's in the Bible. Dang, girl. You impressed that I remember that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Next week, you were going to say? Next week, we're going to have
0: um, a really amazing lady, and she is in charge of Night to Shine in Jacksonville. There are churches that sponsor Night to Shine, and we're going to learn all about that. So we hope you'll join us. Yeah. Um, this was just a little drink a cup of coffee kind of a podcast, but you know maybe you could relate to it if you have a daughter or a son- because Because believe me, my son and I are close, but raising a son in our house was very different than raising a daughter. Mm -hmm. But I'm so proud of both of them. And my Neither of us were allowed to be delicate, though. No, no. (laughs) You weren't allowed to be delicate, but you were both a lot of fun. My my girls, Victoria and Lizzie, that don't live with me, they're a lot of fun. So enjoy being a parent. Enjoy every day. We love you. And um, we appreciate you listening. Okay, love you guys. God bless. Bye.